Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yay! Woohoo! We're live. Where's the intro? Uh Everybody, welcome to the A and After Show. We are back again to talk about My Hero Academia. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind everyone to please sign up for our newsletter at www.animenewsnetwork.com/newsletter, and head over to kimonamerch.com to get your ANN gear. Also, as you guys have probably realized, My Hero Academia is starting to wrap up after this arc. We probably only have AJ. How many episodes? Four. Uh, about three or four left. Yeah, three or four episodes left. I know. I can't believe it. It's it's, sne- it's kind of snuck up on us in the end. I think once we got into this arc, so that means that the A and After Show will be switching to a new show, new anime show, uh, come late September, early October. Early October is when we get that brand new season of anime dropping. So you'll also want to head over to uh, our YouTube channel. Prior to that, I'll have a date for you guys pretty soon for our trailer watch party for all the new shows. But I'm interested to hear. Make sure to drop them in chat. There's also going to be a poll on Anime News Network tomorrow morning. And there's a, currently a poll on my Twitter, I guess, if you want to go over to my Twitter and try and ruin my life by making us watch Platinum End. Um, I want to know what shows you guys want us to watch for the next season. So... Obviously, Demon Slayer just announced is coming out in October on Fuji TV, so I'm sure a lot of you guys will want want to see that. But there's a whole whole slew of shows. Platinum End is one I mentioned. Kind of, I think people might be interested. It's by the people who did Death Note, but I've also heard there's a lot of controversial content in it. So I don't know. That might make for interesting talk. Uh, but there's also a, lots lots of other shows to pick from. So if you want us to cover something different than Demon Slayer, or if you do want us to cover Demon Slayer, drop it in the chat. Um, I'll be looking at that, all of our polls and stuff to kind of get a a good feel of what might be the best choice. But, you know, there's not really much going on in the news this week. So I think we're going to skip the news panel and go right into the sad man parade is that the title of the episode oh my god it is yes. the name of it sad man's parade this is all about twice who is probably my favorite villain on the league of villains and oh, really i think so. i could see that he's a fan really? favorite by a lot of people I mean, who's your favorite Jack? twice yeah. i mean i would say dobby for oh, sure okay, yeah. or stain duh i mean but if we're saying is not in the league yeah okay well you're right you're right i was saying if we were saying like current villains wait stain yeah you're right stain wasn't right because stain was just like kind of a rogue he wasn't, no. yeah he was yeah he was like an inspiration for the league but yeah not, yeah not the he, league. yeah stain we all stand stain here we know that um stain stands. Yeah, yeah i would say i'd say dobby i think everyone like i mean people love twice but i just think that like he is overshadowed by dobby and toga a lot that's true yeah. that's true um though this is, made me really oops. love him like so much yeah, Nicholas is also suggesting that we watch Worlds and Harem. Nick, no. Okay, I've read the manga for that. No, that's not happening. Jackie, 
You pro- I don't know if you know this show. It's an adaptation no. of a manga. Guy becomes the last man on earth after he like wakes up from cryogenic sleep and there's only women left and he's got to just impregnate them all. It's like Pokemon. So that's the show. Oh no, we are not. Going- that is so ridiculous and so anime. Like, it's just like, how would that even exist? And it does. They're, they've all got giant boobies, just, you know, and they're all just ready. Ready you know, for it. Just like Pokemon. Just like, just like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal. Oh I'm sorry, God. that comparison's sending me. He called oh. us cowards. He said cowards. <laughs> I, I can't even watch one episode of Filler of My Hero Academia with, without complaining. So I don't know if I could even get through like 10 seconds of that. So If Nick doesn't watch himself, he'll have to cover it for daily streaming. So there you go. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry, Nick. That's just the way the dice rolls around here. Right. So, AJ, do you want to give us a lowdown on this this episode? Jack and I, I'm sure, will interject every time you know you come up with something that almost made us cry, of which there were many. Sure. There's always. I think that's not going to end anytime soon. We nearly cried at least three times last week. I know. Maybe a few times this week as well, especially when we get into. Our man's uh, revelation, his his shonen power-up, so it is. Yeah, everyone's getting one. Yeah. So the episode basically starts off with, last we left off, um, Toga had just finished taking down one of like the main figureheads of the Meta Liberation Army, uh, Curious, who yeah. was basically the... Uh, the reporter, her job was to basically instill propaganda on behalf of the Meta Liberation Army. And um, she won, but she also like got the hell kicked out of her and lost a lot of blood. So she passed out in a shed. Twice just managed to find her. But then the episode ended with him being confronted with a bunch of giant clones wearing suits that all have twice his face on them sending him into basically a panic induced anxiety attack because he's basically confronting his worst trauma for those who don't remember twice's backstory was that he basically kind of grew up a loner and he just created clones of himself to kind of like make friends make his own gang and then all the clones turned on each other and he was the last one left so he's kind of has an existential crisis about whether or not he was the original one or if he's just another clone and he's very like he's fine using his quirk with other people but he doesn't like using it on himself and he's very cautious to get hurt or take his mask off because if if something happens to him he'll disintegrate and he just doesn't want to deal with that right Um, because his clones have like they're kind of like the little stuffed doll. Again, Pokemon reference. When you use the copy attack in Pokemon, you puts out this little doll to like absorb an attack, and it takes. Oh, yeah, substitute. Yeah, substitute. That's what it's called. And so, similar to that, he's worried that basically he's got like five HP, and if he falls down too hard, he'll just disappear. So he's been trying not to get hurt this whole time. Right, but this would be if the move substitute could also make substitutes to protect itself. That's true. Right? So and- skeptic like can force people to use their quirk or something or he can adapt no it. he he makes uh he makes uh basically homunculi like these li- he makes golems basically out of inanimate objects and he can make them take whatever shape he wants them to 
So he could like touch a table or a chair and turn it into a minion. And he can make that minion look however he wants it to look. So he made a bunch of twices? Yes, yes. because Skeptic's big thing is information. And based on the information they got from the broker that they kidnapped, you know, the yeah, yeah, one yeah. that they're trying to save, yeah. um, he's like, oh, you had an existential crisis and you were terrified of confronting yourself. So I'm going to make all my clones look like you to make you powerless, basically. Got it. So it would freak him out. But then he, yeah. 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 Which brings us to this point where he is literally seeing himself about to break Toga's neck. Um, because their main thing is, okay, kill Toga, take twice. Because he's actually really dangerous if he just doesn't really realize it yet. So you have this guy held down by himself, watching himself about to kill somebody that he really, really cares about and considers a friend. And uh, it's really messed up. And I said last week, this voice actor is going to have some work this week. And he does. A lot yeah. of screaming, a lot of monologuing. He has to and do a lot of variations of himself and like group scenes where there's multiples of him. So they still sound like different twices. Right. Just, he's, he still has a little bit of that split personality disorder, but he's a bit more in control after this because he tries to break free to get Toka. They beat the hell out of him. And then like in Skeptic's like, you know what? Just break his arms. So that, that way was he so brutal. I, I think that was one of the more gruesome scenes we've seen in My Hero Academia. Like we've seen violence. We've seen blood. We haven't seen them snap to someone's arms backwards. I was I was honestly pretty mm. shocked to see that in MH. I, like, I don't know if you all felt the same way as me. Like I was like, they it was on MHA. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they they were a little um the animation for it was limited enough that it didn't like really make me gross like and I think they didn't Are you me. kidding me? I fucking Oh, sorry. Excuse me. The manga's worse. Not, yeah. That's how much it's it's it scared me. Like I they they made the cracking noise and you saw them go back. Yeah. 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 I thought it did. was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was still like Use your Brutal. imagination enough. It was pretty gross. Oh, I thought it was bad, but I, I'm queasy about that stuff already. Like I, yeah. I love. We all know I love action, but when it gets a little gory, I start to get a little uneasy. And so that was kind of. I think just like the thought of it, kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. What was worse. Someone uh, in chat brought up a good point. How do you feel about Deku breaking his arms? So, wait, oh yeah. Happened? Someone Deku in chat brought up a good point. How do you feel about Deku constantly breaking his arms? You know what though? It wasn't backwards and it didn't have that snap. I think it, it was definitely the angle. The like angle, I, I like get the angle, yeah. It's I get the same way like, whenever oh, they do anything in movies like where that. they like take the fingers and bend them backwards and then like break people's fingers like that. Like yeah. that makes me queasy mm -hmm. too. I don't like it. Yeah, I feel like it was like, you know, when Deku breaks his finger, it's always like, I don't know, it's it's not it doesn't hit me like that. That was that was like, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. But, but it I, worked. Like, to his advantage, because now that his arms were broken, he realized he wasn't a fake because he didn't disappear as soon as they broke his arms. And he's like, oh, so I am the real one. Yep. Which is kind of great for him. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst thing that the uh, Metal Liberation Army could do because he basically gets his shonen power up. It's like, oh, oh, thank God. I'm not a clone. I'm not a clone, which means I can actually help my friends. And that's what he does. He just makes a bunch of clones of himself and getting into a little bit of his power. So twice can make up to two clones of a thing that he knows the measurements for. That's why his thing on his wristband is a, is measuring tape. It's not like just a weapon or anything. Um, but the reason why his power is broken is because 
anything he makes a copy of, if he knows its components, can do the same thing that the original can do. So if he makes copies of himself, his copies can make copies. They won't be as strong, but he can just keep doing that over and over and over again. And I think they even kind of compare his power to be like, if he really wanted to, he could take over the country. Right. And so he ends up doing the set. With, this uh, is what ridiculous. It, it is. <laughs> it's really broken when you think about it because yeah. now they've leveled the playing fields. It's he can make thousands of copies of himself and kind of turn the table in this battle against the Metal Liberation Army. It's like, haha, that was the worst thing that you guys ever did. And even um, uh, Redestro kind of tells Skeptic, oh, it looks like your plan might have failed. And he just gives him a glare like, nope, I never failed. I've only failed once. Like, I want to know the backstory behind that. Like, that guy's definitely got like some sort of chip on his shoulder. Something happened. He's, and like, he messed up once. And ever oh, since skeptic? that was yeah. creepy. He yeah. was like, I wrote that down. He was, it was something like, he's like, I've only failed like one time. And he was like, take that back, take that back. He was like starting to have a breakdown. I was yep. like, what is going on here? And yeah. You can see um, the gesture like, okay, my mistake. <laughs> like, also, it really pointed out like how I actually really liked that part because I thought that it showed how cruel of a leader Redestro is because mm -hmm. it's like, instead of being like, okay, like, let's go, like, let's come up with another game plan that didn't work. He like is, is kind like, of eggs him on. yeah, he's like not even egging him on. He's like chastising him and just like embarrassing him. And, and, and to a point that it's even getting a reaction out of him. That's like very uncomfortable for everyone. And I was just like, you're not that great of a leader. Like I, I, sometimes I think you can vibe with a villain if they are a good leader. And actually like Lindsay's brought this up in the past with like, we want to see Shigaraki like actually be a good leader. Right. Like not just a good, I mean, good is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like a, an exceptional villain. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know what I mean though? But it's like, that kind of bothered me. Cause I was like, you want the leader of a cult to be charismatic and to have like a good relationship with his underlings. At least I, I don't know. Like that's not what I was expecting. Right. And then when I saw he was like, so condescending to them, cause I don't even think I've ever seen Shigaraki be condescending to the other people in the league. Maybe, maybe someone can think of an example, but I really, I think he's kind of picked on twice a few times. Like he's pulled twice his mask off just to like make him shut up before. And yeah, you know, it's really upsetting to twice. He's put his foot down, but I don't think he insults he's not cruel them. to them. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't think he's, yeah. I, don't think so he's cruel, I thought that really. was really cruel and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I was like, you're sitting here preaching about how, you know, the metal liberation army is so great and like, it's for good. And you're kind of an a-hole. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, like that, that scene actually made me be like, cause I, I want to learn more about these villain, like the metal liberation army. And, you know, all, we've gotten little bits and pieces. And so like, I'm trying to put together an opinion on them. And then that was like, cause like, I like stain and I liked in ways his cause, you know what I mean? And so I, I, and I think like overhaul was super evil and didn't like anything that he was about so like the metal liberation army i was like am i kind of about your cause or am i kind of siding with the villain do i have empathy for him and that that made me really not like redestro i feel like we get a couple different interpretations of the metal liberation army's goal in this That's we get was about to get to right next. we get ice guy um what's his name again aj because i'm i always mix it up with Girin, who's the broker uh, I, I think it's, it's I think it's Jir no. I think it's Jiren. I actually 
didn't they're kind of similar this. names and that's why it keeps yeah. messing with my head a little bit but um we see ice guy here talk about how he thinks that once the metal liberation Ar army's philosophy is spread and you know they've restructured society uh your social standing is going to be based on how powerful your corpus so definitely a, a representation of uh Eat or be eaten, like dog eat dog world sort of situation. Yeah, survival of the fittest. Essentially. Survival of the fittest, exactly. Um, he's the first one I think we've seen actually say that that will be the end result, though. Like the other members have said, well, quirks won't be regulated. We want to deregulate quirks because people should have the freedom to use their quirks to their full abilities, regardless of what they are. And it shouldn't be structured around the hero society. But I kind of always thought that the end result of that situation is what uh, Ice Dude here is talking about. Getten, thank you. Getten, yes. I literally just found it. Yeah, um, Getten here. Uh, that there's no way that that doesn't lead to what Getten is describing because eventually you're going to have people with more aggressive or I wouldn't maybe not even aggressive but more offensive capable quirks. You're going to have people who want to use that power for whatever they want, and they're there's nothing to stop them from doing it. And if you don't have your own quirk to protect yourself, then you're screwed, right? Right, yeah. Of, yeah. So that's always sort of been what I suspected the end result would be, even if though Redestro isn't saying, hasn't said that exactly in this uh, show so far. Well, this is what I'm a little frustrated about regarding this arc because a couple of things have been cut and maybe you'll you'll notice this too, Lindsay, because you started reading the manga. Um, when this arc started, remember there was like a boardroom scene. Yes. I was going to bring that up too, but I'll, I'll let yeah, I'll let you talk and, about it. And the other members where they do sit down and they talk about their cause and their place, and it's basically the the proper introduction. These guys didn't really have a proper introduction. If you really think about it, they didn't have a moment where they were all in the room and it's like, yes, this is what our cause, this is what we're fighting. That's in the manga and that got cut. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll be brought up in a flashback in the next episode because it seems to focus specifically on Rodestro and Shigaraki. Right. But they are, there is kind of a rapport between them. They all are kind of united under this ideology and they've all worked together four years, if you remember. Well, we don't know that about them. They're, yeah. they're a very unrelatable villain to me. Like, with Stain, he had such a crazy cause, really good design, um, and really intimate scenes, I think, with um, Ida, um, Deku, and Todoroki, right? Like, I, right. I, I like those were amazing fights. Um, and then I think, like, you know, we we have the great um, arc with Shigaraki, um, like in the very beginning where we get introduced to him. And I'm just thinking of, of villainous points in the in the the series that have really stuck out to me. Obviously, like one for all versus all for one, like without a doubt, that's like the top one, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's like with um, this these villains, like I don't really hate them. I don't really care about them. Like yeah. Curious died, and I was kind of like, "Yo, this bee is kind of cool." Like she's like looks like mystique she is like this deranged journalist which like i think like Lindsay and i coming from a journalistic background like she was everything we hated but we we're kind of like whoa this is what happens when you go so off the rails that you're like mm -hmm. just you know and i i don't know i like found her intriguing yeah dead. but then they I don't died know anything about the guy who was talking uh, on the bus and he was like the politician's voice or right. septic who just ran out of ran out of the tower crying 
and has some sort of trauma that I don't know anything about. Basically. And like Redestro is like not nice. So it's like, yeah. I just don't care about them. There and was an establishing chapter in the manga that was cut. Um, yeah. I, AJ stopped me. If, it seems like I'm getting into, I guess they could, if they showed this, it would have to be in the form of a flashback. A flashback. They did show a, bit of it in previous episode it's the one where we see redestro like well this. i'm talking about i'm talking about him and the mouse guy that worked for him at his day job oh yeah no that so was there's a whole cool. little like chapter in the beginning that establishes what redestro does for his day job that he's the ceo of this company that wants to get involved in making um gear for heroes right aj mm -hmm. that's like that's like they've yeah that's they, the only thing that hasn't been brought up yeah and, they haven't like talked about this at all but so he has this he's works for this conglomerate they've they've worked in other industries and they're just now getting into the hero support industry where they want to make stuff for heroes he's appeared in commercials on tv to promote mm -hmm. it and there's this whole uh, politician no redestro, redestro. redestro. Oh, redestro. basically okay. all of these characters in the manga appear in the background they have a presence a subtle presence throughout it and that's kind of the point because they've infiltrated different aspects of society one's a journalist one's a politician one's a ceo one's a data analyst See, none of it the, they should have properly broken that down i didn't even catch on to that yeah, yeah. So, so you just said that and that would have made it even a little bit cooler you know yeah. mm -hmm. so him like working for this this uh this manufacturing conglomerate where they're going to start making heroes stuff. There's this really eerie, like creepy scene. I think it doesn't make you like Redestro, but it does make you like scared of him. And it first yeah. kind of sets up how he's got this duality to him where he's, you know, he on the surface, nice very, hospitable. Yeah. On the surface, he seems like very hospital professional, like a quintessential professional businessman. You know, he's got his stuff together. He's running this company and he has this scene where one of his subordinates come in and they're talking about the new business and the subordinate criticizes um, his his choice to go into this business and whether it's a good idea or not. And um, I think he actually says something against the Metal Liberation Army. So the subordinate doesn't, isn't in the Metal Liberation Army. He just works for the company the, at Redestro's day job. And Redestro, yeah. like, you know, they're having this, they seem to have this good rapport. They've worked together for a long time, but then he smack talks the Meta Liberation Army in front of Redestro, so he snaps his neck. Just yeah, just, just can't. It, it's very much like a. Um, they were having a casual conversation. He's like, oh yeah, what do you think of the, uh, it seems like this Meta Liberation Army is kind of gaining steam. What do you think about it? Because like, oh, the well, book's kind of been out and it's on the bestseller list. Exactly. Yeah, and he's like, mad. oh, I think they're kind of a bunch of like, you know, hoodlums and stuff like that. He's like, I uh, see. That's really a shame. I really do like you and everything. And then they go into an elevator, just cracks his neck. Yeah, he just kills him. So that, that like, gives why you a isn't sense that of in like, the show? Because I feel like that's why like, like, that in the show. Because yeah, I feel like that would be like, great, like character a uh, character establishing moment where you're like, oh, this guy's an a hole. This guy yeah. is psycho. Like yep. he totally, you know, yeah. he's appearing in commercials all like smiley and stuff, trying to sell you, you know, kind of like this Jeff Bezos type, like trying to sell you stuff for. For your business or um or for this your is bad writing seriously that's unfortunate it's unfortunate that they had that source material i feel like these have been they've been the most shallow villains we've had so far yeah i'm not even yeah, joking there there was a better way of establishing them and also side note that chapter is also where we understand that redestro has a complex about his hairline because he's that, getting so old oh yeah. my god Please, why would they put that in? <laughs> and see, that, that I feel cool. like that's important because there's a callback to it in this episode because Twice starts making fun of his hairline and calling him baldy and stuff, and he gets really mad. Yeah, and we yeah. know in the manga that quite a few chapters earlier that that was something he but was anime already sensitive viewers don't about. Know that. But yeah, anime viewers know. don't know that. 
no, no. Dude, that is some good, good stuff. That is, it's a shame it's not being used. I mean, I understand. No, I don't actually. I don't understand. I don't understand how we have a training arc that's like 10 episodes long. And then we can't put in this development when we actually get to like good story points. Like this is just bad writing. I felt like they could have kept the training arc if they would have, I mean, some of the, they yeah, already they did got rid like, of the filler episode. They could have got rid of the filler episode. They could have done cutaways them. during the training arc for like, you know, some of the fights that we weren't quite as attached to the characters in. Dude, those, those fights were drawn out yeah. way too long. Yeah. Way too long. They could have been, some of those fights could have been two an episode for sure. Two an episode for mm -hmm. sure. Like, that, like, I don't know anything about the manga. I don't read the manga. So to hear that, like, there's these things that make people, like, if, if they had done the part where you said that they, you know, one's a CEO, one's a politician, one's a, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been really cool to show that, like, corporate structure. Like, I would have loved mm -hmm. that. And then, yeah, I just don't, I don't care about Redester at all. And I don't, I don't see, like, the one great thing about the Batman animated series I, like I'm sure both of you watched it, um, but it's like they really made you relate to the villains. Am I yeah. wrong? Like they always gave them like a decent backstory, and it wasn't. Those episodes were super short. The Clayface episode is one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Do you guys yeah. remember the yes. Clayface episode? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's like it's not part that of Ice hard. won like a freaking award. Yeah, yeah, the Mister Freeze. Yeah. Oh, oh the Mister Freeze. Oh my yeah. God! Don't even get me started. Yeah, but it's like. That that like why aren't we doing that here? Like if there's that if there's that good material, then like I don't even know what to say. <laughs> well, that's what people are feeling very eh about regarding this season because it's a lot of restructuring, but it's not. At best, it's okay. It's hitting all the right notes, but it's not really drawing the proper things out. It's, it's arguably drawing the worst parts out, and that's why I think more people are being frustrated with this. Which is a shame because literally after this arc or after what the anime is doing with this arc, there's not really any stopping at all. So yeah. I wonder exactly what they're going to do with that. But there's also not really going to be a point to go back and readapt that material. Um, I do highly recommend that people read the manga, at least for a source of comparison. You don't have to, but if you want to get the full, I, if you want to get the full experience out of like, how much how everything seems a bit more meticulously planned out it is more present in the original source material than her here yeah. and i don't know who made these final decisions you know anime like seven different people make these kinds of corporate executive decisions about how things play out but if it was for the betterment of the material i can't agree with that personally yeah i mean we do get some of redestro's backstory here during mm -hmm. his confrontation with clone shigaraki because twice makes Twice manages to overwhelm every all the villains on the street or whatever, and yeah. uh, makes his way into the tower right after uh, a skeptic leaves. Right, so yeah. he leaves, and then Twice comes up, and he makes a couple copies of himself. But then he also makes a copy of Shigaraki and of Dobby. And did he also make one of Mister Compress or no? Uh, Mister, yeah, com Compress. He also Compress. Made yeah, so they're all up there, and that's when we finally also get to see uh, Redestro's power, but. Uh, they don't explain well, it. They so don't weird. explain it. Well, they'll explain it next it, He doesn't just have a big fat hand. Yeah. He can they, like get really big and strong. Yes. Yes. 
They'll explain it next episode. Yeah, I'm sure I think they'll explain it next episode. Get bigger in this episode. It was, <laughs> it was not that big in the other episodes. It was big, but this episode, I was like, what is going on? They like made it bigger just so we would notice them more. I don't know what is happening, but definitely looked bigger to me. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the art in this episode was a little iffy too, as far as like just I thought Shigaraki looked weird in a couple of shots, like he didn't look as dried out as he's supposed to. He almost looked a little like cheekier, rounder in the face. I don't know. Just yeah, not quite as shriveled. If we have a photo, like that didn't stick out to me. This did, but if we could yeah. see Shigaraki, like if we have any screenshots of him, then we can probably look. I kind of vaguely remember thinking that too. I do see. not have screenshots. Thinking that he, Sorry. they didn't, they didn't like make him as um, crusty. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like they like lightened it up for him this time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just the clone was less crusty. Maybe twice didn't copy him well enough, yeah. and he's a little I mean, more hydrated. I don't. That know. is true. I can't imagine animating some of this stuff because there were so many twices. You know what I mean? That's a lot of like moving in action. Yeah. yeah a lot of it was kind of CG and we yeah. get some panning shots of like him on the roof doing what look like TikTok dances sometimes. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Twice has a TikTok well, account. We need to talk about like twice's backstory more. I feel like like we went over that. Like, I don't know if we want to come back to it later, but I, I was would like, like to come back to it after we wrap okay, up. Okay, let's go through it then because, because I, I literally wrote notes and his backstory was like half of it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that half is definitely it, yeah. that was only like a third of the episode, but in and terms it was of so the good. It's so the good. it's the definitely the deepest stuff to extrapolate from everything. But uh yeah, like you guys said, twice ends up making it up to the tower. Um, Shigaraki points out like, oh, you know, they're probably up in that tower because, you know, the uh, everyone, there's a lot more people here than before. He's playing it like an RPG, like, oh, that's where the final boss is. So let's yeah. just cut right to the chase and everything. Twice gets up there, makes a bunch of clones, insults him, basically like, oh, you know, you'll never uh, go all by yourself. You're not really going to be able to beat us and just snaps his head off and everything and swipes off not intimidated in the slightest by any of them and is kind of talking down to them the whole way it's like you're just a bunch of kids you don't really have any ambition or anything like that mm -hmm. like me i grew up during a time like once upon a time there was a woman who had a child um that that had a lot of destructive power and and she never raised her voice at him or anything like that that was that person was the one who coined the term quirk even though it was that this society that killed her and left that baby all by itself. So, yeah, wait, so what was this? There's like an, a myth about this, the first baby to have a quirk. So the idea is that this is Redestra's grandmother because yeah. the child she's holding is his dad. Right. And according to Redestra, you could say that she was assassinated essentially. Like her son had this quirk and he was going to be uh, discriminated against because of it. And so she's the one who coined the phrase quirk. She was like, no, he just has a quirk. It's like, it's just part of his personality. You can't, you know, treat him this way. And at least according to what Redestra says, she was murdered for yeah, it. They, they, uh, politically motivated, I assume. It's implied to be a politically motivated hit. Think sort of like Martin Luther King, you could almost say. I, I would say that it's funny that a lot of this is kind of treated similar to like X-Men fighting for equal rights yeah. when X-Men was very much supposed to be an allegory to the um, kind of like the LGBT and, and, uh, and 
radical black movement of fighting for civil rights and everything. Um, even like uh, Professor Xavier and Magneto were supposed to be seen as allegories to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, respectively, kind of on different ends of that radical spectrum. I, know, I always thought it was supposed to be because Stan Lee was, no. Stan I always, Lee was Jewish, is yes, that what you meant? Yes, yeah. So I, I, I always thought it was. I always thought it was more about the plight of 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 the Jews, but that's okay. It might have also been that there are various different allegories that the X-Men are supposed to represent, basically mm -hmm. any sense of repressed group. And Rodestro kind of talks like really bitterly about the idea of how the how the uh, term was coined, because it very much almost feels like it was done in honor of her death. Right. When in reality, it's like, oh, but, you know, society was the one that killed her. So right. uh, Destro, Destro was kind of seen as this... Uh, it's almost like Destro was destined to kind of be the one to wake up people and and show them that like there's nothing wrong with you, do what you want, mm -hmm. which is ostensibly on the surface what is supposed to be their ideology. But like right. you said, there are holes in it. If everyone is allowed to do whatever they want, then doesn't it just become an, a situation of survival of the fittest? Right. Um, if if people with quirks are supposed to be seen as like this this uh if nothing's wrong with them and there's this like evolution basically what was that say for people like deku or all might who were born without quirks right what happens to them even if it is more rare compared to everything else or even so, deku's mom deku's mom had a really weak quirk that was yeah she could just levitate things that was it like a little bit like yeah. it wasn't not, you know not with a lot of force or anything so mm. So yeah. it definitely does kind of lead credence to a survival of the fittest mentality. And there's a little bit of vagality regarding like, okay, are you guys doing this because you genuinely want everyone to be free and happy? Or are you doing this because, especially when you look at what Redestro is capable of, it's like, is it just because you're strong and without any regulations, you would be the ones on top? Right. So right. that that's kind of what he's saying. And the whole time he's getting more and more angry, we see the dark patches on his body expanding and uh, while he's fighting the clone Shigaraki just disintegrates the entire building that they're in and the episode ends with Redestro basically be like okay that's a good shot by the way I thought that was a good so shot. did he adapt this or did he get this power from his father then it's like a similar power his father had or I don't know exactly where it came from. I guess it's implied to kind of come from his father because his father had the like also black patch that's mask. That's what I thought, yeah. And that's kind of similar to what he's doing. They'll explain what the quirk does. Let's just say that it also sort of ties into his personality, which is why I wish we yes. had that introduction. How yeah. there is supposed to be a massive shift in dichotomy between how he presents himself normally, very formally, very soft-spoken versus... Mm -hmm what he says and what he really wants to do. Yeah. Um, so we might see that in the next episode. It's just a shame that it feels like we missed all the opportunities to have that introduction already, that it would almost feel weird. And next episode feels like it's going to focus more on Shigaraki's backstory and knowing what's yeah. coming there. Like, yeah. Oh I know. God. I'm just going to cry a whole bunch because we already know some about Shigaraki's backstory, right? We've already learned that, um, he killed his entire family on accident or in, in, and he's blanked out a lot of the details of that, that he was, uh, and then that he was taken in by all for one and essentially raised to channel his, his power and his anger um, towards a way that would make him a suitable successor. Yeah. But we're going to get the nitty gritty details. Well, I'll, I'll be interested to see what, Considering the cuts we've already seen in the anime so far, 
I'll be interested to see if all of it is still there. Versus... Yeah, it's really violent. Yeah. It's really violent. There's yeah. no way they're going to be able to show everything. So see, that kind of pisses me off. Like, just just go. Network just go. television. There's only so much, and this is still primarily geared towards kids, which is kind of one of the surprising things about my hero is that it does start very much in this light, almost optimistic sense, and then progressively, as the curtains pull back, more progressively gets grittier and grittier and grittier. That's why people love this arc so much because it's like this is the the massive tonal shift into the really disturbing, problematic things about the hero heroism and society and speaking of society we mentioned last time how togo was just kind of this person that fell through the cracks twice fits that bill even more so to a t oh yeah i mean i don't know how you can come away from this episode without having a lot of sympathy for him i mm -hmm. mean this is a guy who his, his quirk is to make duplicates of himself he at 16 years old ends up with a felony on his record which you, know, you can't you bounce back from. You can't bounce back from. I think there's a, a lot of people in society who can relate to that. You know, you make some kind of stupid decision as a 16-year-old. That was terrible. He hit someone with... Hit someone um, by accident with his company's car. Yeah. It was and, a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah motorcycle. it was a motorcycle. But it's like... And then he said, well, I was going the speed limit and it was by accident. You know, like, how would they press charges against him for that? Like, he, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's one of those things where... If you hit someone with your car, it, no matter what, you're the. It's if your you're a pedestrian, or if you're behind them and you hit them, even if you're going the speed limit, even if they make, a, you know, a turn in yeah, in front of you too quickly I mean, and you end up hitting them in the back, you're considered at fault. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, maybe you can argue that in court if you can get a good lawyer or something. But he's he's a minor at this point, yeah, and I don't know if. I don't think like the victim necessarily sued him or anything. It's just the state it just, created a domino effect. Yeah. The state decided to press charges. So then he ended up with a felony on his record and he's an orphan. So he doesn't have a safety net to fall back on. He has a job that's also providing him uh, like room and room and board on top of employment, which and then kicked him out. And then they kick him out because the person that he hit with the car was a client of the company. And so the company loses money. So they, they ditch him and he doesn't because he doesn't have any of that safety net that's what leads him to decide well i'll make a this is so sad i'll make a it's copy so of myself so i have someone to talk to mm -hmm. yeah it's really bad it's like that really is really bad, bad. Yeah. i watched this episode with my sis and when we were seeing that's basically when he's making the clones he's like well now i won't be alone anymore it's like ah, oh, that's it's not even a real human being, but yeah. he just wanted someone to be able to rely He's on. He's literally him. talking to himself and getting wrapped up in himself. Right. To the and point then, where he hits rock bottom. Right. So he can't get other employment. He doesn't have anywhere to live. So he turns to a one man, multiple man, one man gang, makes enough copies of himself to start pulling off heists, I think is essentially what it is. It looks like. Yeah, I don't think like he's little crimes. Yeah. I don't think he's like murdering people or anything like that, but I think he's like stealing cars and he basically made his own. Yeah, like he's doing a lot of robberies. Yeah, robberies um, and things like that. And and then I don't know, he's got so many copies of himself at one point that like they start to turn on each other. So they yeah. tie him up in a room and they just murder each other and he has to watch. Like that's yeah. just which, like, think about, like, he developed relationships with them. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so, I don't know. This whole, like, from the beginning, I was just, like, um, 
I just, his character, what he was going through is just so relatable for anyone. I feel like, I think like we've all, I mean, maybe not on that scale, but we've had like bad things happen to us. And then it feels like your bad luck and just bad things happen and happen and happen. Um, like I've, I've heard other people like talk about this and like, you know, I'm, psychology go into this and stuff like that, where like, once something bad happens to you, you almost like start to attract more and you can keep on following down that hole. If like mm -hmm. you don't see what's happening and allow yourself to cut it off. And like, sometimes just a lot of bad things happen at once. Like definitely we, I think we've all been there, you know? Um, Some of us just get lucky too. And he like, he didn't get lucky. Like I yeah, have had. He tells himself you've just been very unlucky. Right. Well, okay. So like I, I do life, not have like, yeah. a criminal record. But that yeah. does not mean that I've never been in situations where I may have been encountering law enforcement and I just didn't get it. You know, I didn't get written up for it or they just decided to feel lenient at that point in time. And the situation didn't turn out as bad as it did. I have been in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong person. And it just yeah. like I got lucky. So that's, that's lucky. I didn't super get lucky. That's a story for a different time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do or I don't have a record or anything, uh, but that very much was a case where it, if certain, I I got, I was unlucky and then I got lucky at the last moment because, yeah, yeah it's very hard to recover and bounce back from certain situations. And hey, look at our modern day society. If one bad thing happens to you, it defines your entire life. Yeah. Right. But it, now. but it doesn't define, it shouldn't define who you are because we talked about this a few times. Twice isn't a bad guy no. like he's made a bunch of mistakes he's kind of been cast aside and here's the thing he's so desperate for people to talk to and interact with this is a guy that spent a significant amount of time and i'm guilty of this too when bad things happen you literally get wrapped up in yourself yeah you yeah. literally feel like you have no one left to talk to but yourself. And when your yourself is the only one you feel comfortable talking to, that is when you spiral and that is when you hit rock bottom. That's he, then, yeah, he, he turns to a, a broker to basically introduce him into a social group. Like, yeah. like he's, you know, all of his clones at this point have are, are gone and he's wearing a you know paper bag on his head because he's, he's gone off the deep end at this point. I'm not sure, you know, exactly what led up to him getting into contact with Girin, but he meets Girin and Girin's like, you need people you can trust. So he refers this person to, to a the League of Villains and they accept him. But I mean, because who else was going to accept, to accept him? him. I mean, and that, that was like the one thing, like we all have stretches of hard times i think but we for most of us we have like a decent support system we have people to turn to it's like he was going through so much bad luck and then he had no one to turn to and i think that is like a really bad combination is when someone <laughs> is lonely and isolated and then um they are going through hard times like that is like the worst combination when it's those two things yeah. and it's, it's like just unfortunately that was like what his life was like um i also thought it was interesting that like he has a lot of self-hatred um i think more so than like any of the league of villains you know like he hates himself yeah. so much he can't even look at his face and i think like that's something we've talked a lot about on here and he definitely in my opinion is like one of the biggest cases of self-hatred um and it was like showing how like 
he felt like he was a disappointment to the League of Villains because like he couldn't recreate the Yakuza bullets and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, he wanted to be useful instead yeah. of just like a charity case, essentially. Yeah. And, and I just I just felt so bad for him. Like it's it's just like he wants to be wanted so badly and he hates himself so much. Like he's I don't know. I don't know which one was harder to watch, to be honest. Like I thought Toga's episode was really hard to watch. Um but this was this one was like really really sad. Tomorrow's oh. going to be oh, tomorrow's tomorrow's gonna be so much worse. Like, yeah. 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 It, I think you brought up a very good point, Jackie, because you brought you said it last week too. Self hatred, like mm -hmm. these these people were almost taught you should not love yourself. Yeah, there is nothing good about you. You are. We do not care about you. And it's like, well, these people say that they care about me. These people say that I'm worth something. These people keep me around, and you label them as villains. Why? Like, because they don't live up to your golden standard or because you let them just kind of slip through the cracks. There's a, granted, there are certain things that you can't always come back from, like Toga I, being a murderer and, and yeah. Dolly's yeah. whole fucking situation. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but there was always a point where this could have stopped, you know? Maybe I if think, though, that, like, <sighs> I don't know. I, I personally, and I think all three of us kind of have a, um, we tend to, we tend to vibe with villains more. I think all three of us do. And I think it's because, mm -hmm. um, all three of us have gone through trauma and have, we're all working through trauma or have like come a long way from it, you know, but it's like, I see these people and I see the trauma they've gone through. And it's like, instead of, having the support system at the last second or like being able to see their self-worth just a little bit like it just went down and you just see like what makes these villains so good is that like you can see they were just so close like somehow something just mm -hmm. went wrong at the right time and you're like if, twi like, if ah. twice had had a good support system like with his quirk he could have there's a lot of different things i feel like he could have done that didn't involve you know petty crime he could have mm -hmm. He could have run his own construction business with a bunch of copies of himself and like built things. Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. his own personal workforce. Could have started got... his own business and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't see his worth and he is afraid to be alone. Right. And he can't, like, it's just like that. What's so sad about all these characters. And I think like a reason, like why the three of us, like are always, we feel so much for these villains is because like, I think like all three of us have had hard lives and we've gone through trauma, but we just were blessed enough, fortunate enough to like have a support system or like Lindsay said, a lucky break or whatever, you know, like, and it, we should be really grateful for that because I think like these are examples of people who just like things just, and they're, these are obviously this is a fictional show, but this, people in real life have things like this happen to them. You know what I mean? They have these awful streaks and they don't have a support system and things turn out really, really badly. It's like, if anything, this, this episode made me realize like how, how many lonely people I see and how I wish I reached out to them more. You know what I mean? Like, especially like older people. Like I, I know this is getting like kind of like off topic, but it's just like, we always talk about how great this anime is because it makes us think about like how we can do better, you know? And it made me just think about like how many lonely people are out there and they don't think they don't have anyone to turn to. And I'm not saying that they're petty crime 
people like who were robbing stuff. You know what I mean? I think that there's a lot of people out there who just feel lonely and just go through bad streaks and they don't feel like they have anywhere to turn. And it's just like sad, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I had this interesting conversation with, um, with my sister's uh, boyfriend, actually. It was about a separate thing, but I think it does kind of relate to this where people, and, and it kind of relates to what some people are saying in the chat. We relate to villains because what's that saying? Every happy family is happy the same way. Every family is unhappy in different ways. I've never heard that before, but it sounds smart. Yeah, it, it's very much a case of like, when you're happy, you're not really thinking about much. You're not really, you, we kind of associate happiness or protection as like this blanket thing. Think of that's what All Might did. He made everyone feel blanketly safe and protected. But, and because everyone was content, they never really thought that, oh, there, nothing needs to improve. Everything is fine right now. And then when stuff like this happens, it's like, damn it, it, it must be their fault because I turned out okay. We all turned out okay. We're protected. So, and, and some of these things, because twice this happened to him when he was in his 20s. Well, I mean, he had the guy with a motorcycle when he was 16, so. So, also, yeah, that's a good thing to consider. He's been through this for a long time. Yeah. He went probably a solid decade without anybody really reaching out and helping him. Mm -hmm. That messes people up. It took me a long time before I found a decent support group. And it's very hard to hold on to that. So I can't even imagine what, what where I would be when I would reach twice age if I didn't eventually find that support group and get the help that I needed. But here's the sad thing. And someone brought this up in chat. Heroes are basically... In, put in charge of everything, but they can't reasonably be in charge of everything. Right. There's no hero that's going to sit here, pat twice on the back, and be like, let me get you some counseling, man. It's a lot easier to be like, oh, criminal? Oh, oh, you're you're making yourself into a gang? You're a threat. We gotta we gotta make sure we, we arrest you. He's put on like a national wanted list. Yeah, I think yeah. it's also interesting to point out like twice is dealing with uh bunch of issues compounded on one another right mm -hmm. so not only did he have bad luck with the motorcycle incident but once he he's a minor he's an orphan dealing with poverty so he doesn't have like food security doesn't have a place to live all of that once he loses his job and then on top of that mental illness so it, all, all three on top is just like i don't know how to word it, it was just I'm not surprised that he had to turn to the kind of life that he did because he was dealing with so many things on top of each other. What wasn't else just... was he supposed to do? Right. Right. They do need to make like a, a quirk hotline sort of thing, you know, like there definitely needs to be a move to more community based help as opposed to just reactive hero policing. But now am I still talking about heroes or am I talking about something else? So I mean, I mean there's hey. no resources like now for people with mental health problems. It's like, I have so many friends where I'm like, okay, you need to go see a therapist. And they're like, it's like a hundred dollars. Like I, I can't afford that. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is a problem. And I know that there yeah. are nonprofits out there, but then people don't know about them or it's like too intimidating. Or they're not as good or they're not properly yeah. equipped. Yeah. People, it sh people should be able to walk. If someone needs therapy, they should be able to access therapy and it should be extremely inexpensive or free and it should be accessible. And it's just not. And yeah. I think like, 
And then we act surprised when stuff like this happens. Like, yes. oh, what can we do differently? It's well, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's like, and I, I understand like we wanted to blame um, like Toga's parents, right? But mm -hmm. if Toga's parents had access to, and I mean, I don't know, like proper therapy and could have gotten training on how to like deal with their child with a quirk, you know, I, I talked about last week how it reminded me a lot about someone dealing with someone with an addiction because it was like with my family, they didn't know how to deal with Ian. Like we were like, is there a, like a book on like how you handle this situation? And like, there are tons of books, but nobody really has invested proper time to like really come up with like a solid plan here. And, and so it's like, I feel like it reminded me like the Toga episodes really reminded me of that because I was like, her parents were probably just like, where do we even start frustrated, overwhelmed? You know what I mean? Wanting their child to just be better and not be like this, but they didn't have, you know what I mean? It's just like, I think this episode, the last episode, what we're, what we're potentially going to see next week is just like mental health people. Like we need next, to Yeah. Next week. I feel like, so I will oh, next week. I'll not be an AJ are in the same seat where it's like, I don't want to give away spoilers for we're gonna Anna, cry you know. next week. We're going to cry next we're, week. Yeah. If they, if it has anywhere near the same amount of, oomph, I guess is the only word I can think of like the same intensity as the manga chapter for this, there's no way like there'll be a dry eye watching this because it's just, Oh geez. It's just a lot. And the show is going to continue heading in, into that direction. I feel like actually the Endeavor arc itself was sort of like table setting for what you can plan to see. Everyone's got this really tragic backstory. It's just like a con continual examples of how the system failed and where that leaves people and how that shapes people. Not all of them become villains, but like Todoroki, you know, is definitely on his way to be a hero despite the situation that he was confronted with in his own household. But you get other characters that experience very similar situations as Todoroki even, but they don't come out the same way. Well, Todoroki so. had a support group. Todoroki had his and siblings friends, yeah. and friends that he's very, that he's very thankful that he met and he yeah. cherishes. And I think that's kind of what it kind of comes down to the difference. in we talked about generational stuff that's kind of the difference with a lot of this now. And I think this will be kind of the final point that I make about this because everyone needs help. Everyone needs, you shouldn't leave anybody alone is kind of like my philosophy. It's even if people like hurt each other, whether they mean to or not, I definitely think, and I'm not saying that like, Oh, if someone stabs you or something, just like turn the other cheek or anything. But it, it's very much a case of like, there's always there will always be a line that you can't really come back from but i think that line is further out than a lot of people might assume it's just easier to assume that it's it's like the immediate thing or the immediate course of action to take because we don't want to we don't want to make those hard choices i won't go too much into it now but i'm currently in a situation where it's like it's not an ideal one but the only other option is to leave a person alone, a person that I really don't think deserves to be alone in any way, shape or form, because we see it happen all the time. What happens when you leave those people alone, when good people are left alone. So 
it my soapbox statement is basically like you you said it yourself jackie there'll always be people we come across that like i wish i was there for them more maybe if we maybe if we actually worked towards being in a situation where no one truly was left alone and this we're not getting too much away this comes in this comes back in full swing later on in the series and i'm i'm proud of it for that because it's not just about an individual's choice it's about all of our choices so it's this so didn't powerful. have to happen to them it is hard it is it's hard like, it's easy for us to be like you know i want to be there for people more like i look back and i'm like god i wish i had done this for my brother i wish i'd done that for my brother like you know i have had a lot of guilt about it um but you know like i have come to terms with it in ways because it's just like i'm human and and also it's just like i was dealing with my own bs you know and that's that's the thing in life it's like we're all dealing with it ourselves you know so it's like but we can all deal with put, it together not to put the onus on toga and twice completely like you know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm i'm or sugar rocky like you know I, but there there is a point where like you have to start healing your own trauma you know what i mean and you can't just be like oh well i was you know all of these bad things happen to me like bad things happen to everybody everyone is going through it you know i think the big thing is that like we need to try our best to be there for other people. We definitely need better systems out there. I think, um, like but in the general, is primarily yeah. On um, but it's like you know, you, we can't also guilt ourselves for not being there for everyone because it's like we also have to take care of ourselves, and we're also going through it. You know what I mean? So I mean, like you could almost look at um, at All Might. You know what I mean? Like here was someone who was trying to help out everybody and really didn't like think of himself and then ended up like crippled. You know, I, yeah, I'm not going to say, I don't want to sound bad, but like he put the world in a really compromised situation because he didn't, he, let and, them take like, I don't want to hate on All Might here. I'm just saying we're all, no, here. no, you're right. And like he, he overdid it. You know what I mean? His heart and, like, was in the right place, but this is a, it, it would be so easy to make it a black or white situation. It'd yeah. be so easy to be like, if if people, and this is why like it kind of reminds me of the death of Superman and everything. It's very much like that. The whole point of that original story was Superman was seen as a fix for everything. That when right. he left, everyone's like, well, what do we do now? Like we relied on you for so much. All Might, and I'm, without going too much into all might hasn't really addressed this and i really wonder if he ever will it's very much like hey dude you created you helped contribute to a culture of dependency and i think you were expecting to go out in a big blaze of glory so you wouldn't have to like see what that would look like when you were gone yeah but yeah, now yeah. you're still here so what what do you think and now it's kind of do like you prime a bunch of children kids. up to try and take it take up the mantle for you because you've left this big yeah. void yeah, yeah that's it's that's a also that's a big issue that's i think still lingering with the show itself the, the right. main takeaway is life is hard none, none of us are going to do it right <laughs> all might definitely didn't want to leave the world in a compromised situation twice and toga didn't want to become i don't think initially wanted to become like murderous or villainous people you know what i mean right. but it's like life happens and it's like you have to be easy on yourself and know that like you're human, but you also need to like constantly be like resetting and rechecking yourself too, or like you will become too far gone. I think all of them are examples of like what happens when it is you've gone too far. You know what I mean? And I, I do think that, um, you know what I mean? Like we said, some people are, are too beyond 
being redeemed, but it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes I think as a society, we're really harsh on people. I think AJ said it earlier, like someone does one thing wrong. People are like, oh my God, like cancel culture is insane now. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, people are like, I don't care what else you did. This There's no coming I'm back super from this. On. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and a lot of the things that those people did were really wrong. You know what I mean? And I, and I understand that, but it's just kind of like, we need to remember that we're all human. Like the great all might messed up. You know what I mean? Like Toga's parents messed up you know, twice messed up. Um, like, like we're, it's just about like resetting, rechecking and like making sure that you don't like, these are cautionary tales. All of these are cautionary tales. And we're just hoping that Todoroki, Deku, Bakugo, class 1A, 1B, all of them just do better, you know? Yeah. And yeah. they'll continue to make mistakes. We already see them. They're young and they're already making mistakes. Like Todoroki hasn't completely forgive, forgiven his father yet. That's a huge burden. That's a huge like ask, you know. Bakugo's got still... some deep-seated insecurity yeah, issues. for sure. Yeah. And Deku is doing exactly, well, in We're ways all... different than All Might, but, but you know, he's exactly so what All Might. putting everyone before himself he is a yeah. child with the altruism of superman and that yeah, is right. very dangerous if you yeah. if you sit down and think about it yeah. well i mean it's just like it's so much power and responsibility and it's like if you keep on putting yourself out there like that you're gonna leave everyone just like all my like leave a lot of people vulnerable and and if you don't break first yeah yeah i think like the whole the one like i don't read the manga it sounds like the manga is brilliant you know but like the what the things i love about this show is that it's 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 trying to tell people like please don't let this happen to you or like you know be aware that this can happen you know keep I mean? an eye out yeah but yeah. it's like it's very much upon us to keep ourselves in check too you know what i mean so i mean like Endeavor didn't keep himself in check and now his whole family hates him. You know what I mean? It's like guy could have come home for dinner and not beat his kids up. It's like, wasn't really a tough ask. You know, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, yeah. just, but it's like, you know, people get carried away with their own dreams and their own ideals, their trauma, like all this stuff. It's just like, we, it's so important for us to all like stay balanced and like keep things in check, you know? So I, these last episodes have been the last two have definitely been the strongest of the season for me. Still think the villains weak, weak AF, but you know, no, that's you fair. Know the problem it could be with these episodes is that it's too much to tackle. Like we got a lot going on. Yeah. Don't understand why the training arc was as long as it was then, but um, <laughs> you know, like, it's like now, now we have way too much going on. It's like we're dealing with the League of Villains trauma. We have a new villain in, right? We have Giganta Machia and Doctor whatever his with the creepy eyes, he's bald with no move. You know, like, there's just like so yeah. much going on, and I yeah. think it, it's 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 damaging to the arc right now, which yeah. is unfortunate. But yeah. I, I kind of agree. I think that that was almost sort of the point like kind of calm here nightmare here um and then everything eventually kind of clashes in the middle but i don't think the anime properly displays that personally but we'll see i'll have a bigger statement to make about that when the whole show is over um yeah. at the end of the month i guess but yeah. uh yeah, no, I, I do share similar sentiments, Jackie. It's very much, there needs to be kind of a balance between the kids making their own progress in sort of this optimistic way and the dark underlying issues that they will, they are not really being prepared for at right. all. 
Uh, they just we just have to hope that they will they'll do the right they'll do the right thing and say the right things at the right time. It's a lot of hope without a lot of training. And what what else can you do? Yeah. Okay. So before we get um, into next week, I guess. I just want to say thank you again to everyone for coming out to the show. Um, make sure to leave comments on the YouTube uh, YouTube comment and head over to AnimeNewsNetwork.com for the poll tomorrow. We're still trying to decide what show we're going to cover for the fall season. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you again next week with more sad, sad My Hero Academia drama. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just unstoppable at this point. And this has been Lindsay Leverage and Mr. AJ Cosplay and Jackie Jing. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.